This is literally everything, 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 everything. If you're like me, you have a pile of books older than your grandma's mom and taller than the Empire State Building just begging to be read. To top it off, you probably add several books to said pile every week, yet somehow find yourself in a reading slump with nothing to read. Uh Uh-huh, I see you. In an attempt to tackle my never-ending pile of books, I decided to start a podcast with hopes of making some sort of dent in said pile, and maybe help inspire your next read. I'm Odell. Welcome to Just Read It Already. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the little show about books. This is my favorite week of the year because this is when fall officially kicks off. I've been reading books for spooky season for the last couple of weeks. I'm determined to do reviews on nothing but thrillers, mysteries, and horror novels during October. So I have been living my best fall life for the last couple of weeks already. It's glorious. This week, I will share my thoughts on Emily Habeck's Shark Heart, Alice Hoffman's The Invisible Hour, Judy Bloom's Summer Sisters, and Megan Golden's Dark Corners. But first, let's look at some new releases. First on my list is Call the Dark by J. Todd Scott. This is a haunting thriller about a young plane crash survivor and a mysterious hiker who venture into the wilderness to escape a dark and vengeful force. Next is Leslie Fucking Jones, a memoir by Leslie Jones, one of my favorite comedians ever. Definitely looking forward to that. Then we have Starter Villain by John Scalzi a unique sci-fi caper set in the strangest of all worlds, present-day Earth. Then we have Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll, an extraordinary novel inspired by the real-life sorority targeted by America's first celebrity serial killer in his final murderous spree. That was part of my September Book of the Month box. Excited to dive into that one. Next, we have Red Rabbit by Alex Grecian, a folk horror epic about a ragtag posse that must track down a witch through a wild west beset by demons and ghosts, and where death is just around the bend. Have a pre-order of that. Looking forward to it as well. Next is Land of Lost Things by John Connolly. It's set in the same universe as The Book of Lost Things. Haven't read that one. Next is How to Find a Missing Girl by Victoria Losek, W-L-O-S-O-K. A whip-smart thriller that follows a sapphic detective agency as they seek the truth behind a growing trail of missing girls in small-town Louisiana. Next is The Book Club Hotel by Sarah Morgan. A heartfelt exploration of change, the power of books to heal, and the enduring strength of female friendship. Next is Block Shot by Kennedy Ryan. An enemies-to-lovers second-chance standalone romance set in the cutthroat world of sports management. Next is Shadow Coven by S. Isabel. Separated by distance, the coven is surrounded by magical and mundane threats that must be defeated before they lose their witchery and each other forever. Sounds like that might be part of a series. I feel like I just stepped into the middle of something with that description. Next is Murder in the Family by Kara Hunter. A shocking thriller about a cold case, a fictional true crime series, and the family caught in the middle. Then we have Saving Emma by Alan Eskins, 
A liar's race to reveal a wrongful conviction collides with the dark shadow of a murder in his own home. Then we have All You Have to Do is Call by Carrie Mayer, a dramatic and inspiring novel based on the true story of the Jane Collective and the brave women who fought for the right to choose. Next is A Prayer for Vengeance by Leanne Schwartz. In a city besieged by monsters and ruled by her perfect sister, plus-size 16-year-old Gia grows up desperate to prove her worth. Next is Northwoods by Daniel Mason, a sweeping novel about a single house in the woods of New England told through the lives of those who inhabit it across the centuries. I love books like that. Definitely have that one on my list. Next is Wellness by Nathan Hill, a poignant and witty novel about marriage, the often baffling pursuit of health and happiness, and the stories that bind us together, from the gritty's 90s Chicago art scene to a suburbia of detox diets and home renovation hysteria. Wellness reimagines a love story with a healthy dose of insight, irony, and heart. Then we have The Wren, The Wren by Anne Enright, an incandescent novel about the inheritance of trauma, wonder, and love across three generations of women. Then we have Of Dreams and Destiny by Sandia Menon, or Menon, the third installment in a series set at an elite boarding school that's a contemporary spin on fairy tales, this one a thrilling and swoon-worthy twist on Sleeping Beauty. And last on my list is Dark Ride by Lou Berney. A 21-year-old scare actor at an amusement park, just coasting through life, notices two kids sitting all alone on a bench. He checks if they're okay and sees injuries on both children and decides to speak up for the first time in his life, and then gets mixed up in something very dangerous. That definitely sounds interesting. Alright, I didn't add anything new to my shelves this week. I am on a strict book-buying ban, except for, of course, my Book of the Month and Aardvark Book Club picks, so... We're going to just jump into the reviews now, and we'll start by taking a look at the beautifully written Shark Heart by Emily Haybeck. This book was first published on August 8th, 2023 by Simon & Schuster and was my August Book of the Month pick. The synopsis reads, For Lewis and Wren, their first year of marriage is also their last. A few weeks after their wedding, Lewis receives a rare diagnosis. He will retain most of his consciousness, memories, and intellect, but his physical body will gradually turn into a great white shark. As Lewis develops the features and impulses of one of the most predatory creatures in the ocean, his complicated artist's heart struggles to make peace with his unfulfilled dreams. At first, Wren internally resists her husband's fate. Is there a way for them to be together after Lewis changes? Then, a glimpse of Lewis's developing carnivorous nature activates long-repressed memories for Wren, whose story vacillates between her childhood living on a houseboat in Oklahoma, her time with a college ex-girlfriend, and her unusual friendship with a woman pregnant with twin birds. Woven throughout this bold novel is the story of Wren's mother, Angela, who becomes pregnant with Wren at 15 in an abusive relationship amidst her parents' crumbling marriage. In the present, all of Wren's grief eventually collides, and she is forced to make an impossible choice. A sweeping love story that is at once lyrical and funny, airy and visceral, Shark Heart is an unforgettable, gorgeous novel about life's perennial questions, the fragility of memories, finding joy amidst grief, and creating a meaningful life. This daring debut marks the arrival of a wildly talented new writer abounding with originality, humor, and heart. It's been a while since I've read a magical realism book that really, really grabbed me. This one caught me at just the right time and was just what I needed. This was a stunning and captivating novel that genuinely blew me away. 
From start to finish, the beautiful writing style and unique storyline had me hooked, and I couldn't put the book down. The story follows newlyweds Ren and Lewis, whose first year of marriage takes an unexpected turn when Lewis is diagnosed with a rare condition. Over time, Lewis transforms physically into a great white shark while retaining his consciousness and all of his memories. As Lewis grapples with his newfound identity, Ren is faced with the difficult task of coming to terms with her husband's transformation and the implications it has for their relationship and their future. While going on this journey with Ren and Lewis, we also get flashbacks to Ren's relationship with her mother and her turbulent childhood. This sheds a lot of light on Ren's resilient spirit and her determination to keep Lewis in her life regardless of his condition. Haybeck's writing is beautiful. Her prose is poetic and evocative, drawing readers in and immersing them in this crazy world that she's created. The way she brings the characters and their emotions to life is remarkable. I was deeply invested in the journey of both Ren and Lewis. I felt joy, I felt their pain, their heartache, and everything in between. The novel's format is also very intriguing. It's told through short chapters, some of them only a paragraph or two, with some scenes written as scenes from a play, and this makes more sense once you read the book and get to know Lewis a bit better. The book explores love, loss, and the complexities of relationships, be they familial or romantic. As Lewis becomes more and more shark-like, Ren is forced to confront her past, uncovering memories and secrets that have shaped her life. The intergenerational aspect of the story adds another layer of depth. The themes of transformation and acceptance are beautifully interwoven throughout the narrative. Haybeck skillfully delves into what it means to be human, questioning our notions of identity and the links we go to hold on to our dreams and who we are as individuals. While the premise may seem out there, the emotions and struggles that the characters face are incredibly real and relatable. Despite its serious themes, Haybeck infuses the story with moments of humor. This adds a nice balance to the more poignant moments. And it's this delicate balance between the humorous and the profound that makes the novel so engaging and enjoyable. Overall, Shark Heart is a heartbreaking debut that left me all up in my feels. Haybeck's writing and the format she uses are nothing short of extraordinary, and is heightened by her ability to create complex and compelling characters that are incredibly relatable, even if the world she has created seems a bit far-fetched. But if the man transforming into a shark thing is too out there for you, all you have to do is open your mind a bit. I mean, when you think about it, Lewis's transformation into a shark could very well be a metaphor for Lewis becoming an alcoholic and his entire persona changing in front of Ren. Or think of him developing a debilitating disease that would eventually take him away from her. If you can suspend your disbelief, I promise you'll be in for a very beautiful and touching ride. I highly recommend this book to anyone who appreciates beautiful storytelling, thought-provoking themes, and a touch of whimsy. If you like magical realism, then this is definitely for you. Shark Heart is a standout novel that will stay with me for a while. It's definitely one of my favorites so far this year. I gave it five stars. Next, we'll take a look at Alice Hoffman's The Invisible Hour. This book was first published by Atria Books on August 15th, 2023. This was also one of my book of the month picks for August. The synopsis reads... One brilliant June day, when Mia Jacob can no longer see a way to survive, the power of words save her. The Scarlet Letter was written almost 200 years earlier, but it seems to tell the story of Mia's mother, Ivy, and their life inside the community. 
an oppressive cult in Western Massachusetts where contact with the outside world is forbidden and books are considered evil. But how could this be? How could Nathaniel Hawthorne have so perfectly captured the pain and loss that Mia carries inside her? Through a journey of heartbreak, love, and time, Mia must abandon the rules she was raised with at the community. As she does, she realizes that reading can transport you to other worlds or bring them to you, and that readers and writers affect one another in mysterious ways. She learns that time is more fluid than she can imagine, and that love is stronger than any chains that bind you. As a girl, Mia fell in love with a book. Now, as a young woman, she falls in love with a brilliant writer as she makes her way back in time. But what if Nathaniel Hawthorne never wrote The Scarlet Letter? And what if Mia Jacob never found it on the day she planned to die? I read Alice Hoffman's Practical Magic several years ago and remember really enjoying it. I also really liked the movie with Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. I was excited to jump into this one, and while I mostly enjoyed the book, I couldn't help but feel that there was something missing. There's a depth that was left unexplored. The story revolves around Mia Jacob, a young woman who finds solace in books, particularly Nathaniel Hawthorne's timeless classic, The Scarlet Letter. The problem is, Mia lives in the oppressive confines of the community, a cult-like society in rural Massachusetts that forbids contact with the outside world and demonizes books. When Mia's mother tells her about the library in town, Mia manages to find a way to sneak in one day while working at the farmer's market, and a whole new world opens for her. Just when her life seems beyond repair, she stumbles upon the book that will change her life forever. When she reads The Scarlet Letter, it seems to tell the story of her own mother, Ivy, and the secrets that lay buried within the community. Mia becomes consumed with the belief that Hawthorne somehow understood her pain and that there is a connection between her life and his words. As Mia embarks on a journey of self-discovery, heartbreak, and love, she begins to unravel the mysteries of time and the power of literature. She realizes that perhaps books have the ability to transcend reality, transporting readers to other worlds. Hoffman's prose is rich, creating a vivid tapestry that brings a story to life. Her descriptions of the idyllic Massachusetts landscape, the stifling atmosphere of the community, and the complexities of Mia's emotions are well-crafted and draw the reader deep into the heart of the narrative. One of the strengths of this book lies in its exploration of the fluidity of time. Mia's journey takes her through different periods in history and across different dimensions of time. Through these travels, she uncovers the true power of love and the strength it has to overcome even the most binding chains. However, as I mentioned earlier, despite these strengths, I couldn't shake the feeling that the book merely scratched the surface of its potential. The merging of historical events with fiction and the exploration of magical realism are intriguing concepts, but they felt underdeveloped here. I really wanted a deeper exploration of the characters and the ramifications of time travel. I felt like that part was missing. Additionally, there were moments when the pacing of the narrative felt uneven. While this may have been intentional to create a sense of mystery and suspense, it just left me feeling a little unsatisfied. Overall, this is an enchanting book that will appeal to many, especially those who enjoy a unique blend of magical realism and historical fiction. Despite its flaws and the fact that it left me wanting more, I still enjoyed the story and appreciated the message. It's not always a bad thing when a book leaves you wanting more, I guess. This one is just under 300 pages, and I feel like another 100 would have fleshed things out more and maybe left me feeling a little more satisfied. 
While I may have wanted more from the story, it is without a doubt a well-crafted and thought-provoking novel that will leave readers pondering the connections between the written word and the human experience. I rated this one three stars. I'll be right back after the break. Now we'll dive into Judy Bloom's Summer Sisters. This book was first published by Delacorte in 1998 and was re-released this year in honor of its 25th anniversary. It was also the read with Jenna pick for August. The synopsis reads, In the summer of 1977, Victoria Leonard's world changed forever when Caitlin Summers chose her as a friend. Dazzling, reckless Caitlin welcomed Vix into the heart of her sprawling, eccentric family, opening doors to a world of unimaginable privilege, sweeping her away to vacations on Martha's Vineyard, a magical, wind-blown island where two friends became summer sisters. Now, years later, Vix is working in New York City. Caitlin is getting married on the vineyard, and the early magic of their long, complicated friendship has faded. But Caitlin has begged Vix to come to her wedding, to be her maid of honor, and Vix knows that she will go for the friend whose casual betrayal she remembers all too well. Because Vix wants to understand what happened during their last shattering summer, and after all these years, she needs to know why her best friend, her summer sister, still has the power to break her heart. I love Judy Bloom so much. I have fond memories of reading Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, Super Fudge, Blubber, Are You There God, It's Me Margaret, just to name a few when I was a kid. This was the first adult book of hers that I'd read, and I was happy to find that she can write a compelling and immersive adult book as easily as she can a children's book. Is there anything this woman can't do? Summer Sisters is a captivating and nostalgic tale that takes readers on a journey of friendship, love, and the complexities of growing up. With her signature storytelling ability, Bloom weaves together a narrative that effortlessly captures the essence of summer spent on Martha's Vineyard and the profound impact that relationships have on shaping our lives. The story opens in 1977, a time when I was just beginning my own journey into the world. While I was several years younger than our main characters, I remember a lot of the world events that are mentioned in the book. As the story unfolds, the setting moves from the late 1970s all the way to the 2000s, and Bloom expertly captures the essence of each time period, making it easy to envision the fashion, music, and cultural references that defined those years. It was like taking a stroll down memory lane, evoking a sense of nostalgia that only enhanced the reading experience for me. The book focuses on Victoria Leonard, aka Vix, a young girl whose life is forever altered when the enigmatic Caitlin Summers chooses her as her friend. From that moment on, Victoria is thrust into the heart of the Summers family, experiencing a world of luxury and privilege that she had never imagined before. The book begins with an adult Caitlin asking Victoria, who again used to go by Vix, to be her maid of honor at her wedding. We get the feeling that Victoria and Caitlin aren't that close anymore, but we're unsure why. We're then thrust back to when Caitlin first chose Victoria as her friend, and then ride the wave through the various summers watching their friendship build, strengthen, and then erode over time. Bloom masterfully explores the complexities of this friendship, painting a vivid picture of love, loss, and the unbreakable bond that forms between two souls. 
As one would expect, the character development is outstanding. Victoria, the quiet and introspective protagonist, serves as the anchor for the story. And through her relationships with Caitlin, her family, and the people she meets along the way, we witness her growth and transformation. The ebb and flow of Victoria and Caitlin's friendship are both beautifully portrayed and heartbreakingly real. The story is told mostly from Victoria's perspective, with occasional insight from other characters. What struck me as interesting was the absence of Caitlin's own thoughts and feelings. By withholding her perspective, the author builds suspense, leaving the reader to ponder what could possibly be driving Caitlin's erratic behavior and some of her choices. As Victoria does, I kept wondering why she chose her as a friend, meaning why did Caitlin choose Victoria? The two were extremely different. This narrative choice effectively added depth to the character of Caitlin and kept me even more engaged in the story. Now, even if you didn't grow up as part of Generation X, Summer Sisters is a book that will resonate with readers of all ages. The cast of characters is compelling and their relationships are rich and complex. Summer Sisters is a must-read for anyone looking for a heartfelt and immersive journey, especially if you're a Judy Bloom fan. I gave it four stars. I'll close out with Dark Corners by Megan Golden. This book was first published on August 8th, 2023, and was one of my July Book of the Month picks. The synopsis reads, Terrence Bailey is about to be released from prison for breaking and entering, though investigators have long suspected him in the murders of six women. As his freedom approaches, Bailey gets a surprise visit from Madison Logan, a hot young influencer with a huge social media following. Hours later, Madison disappears, and police suspect she's been kidnapped, or worse. Is Madison's disappearance connected to her visit to Bailey? Why was she visiting him in the first place? When they hit a wall on the investigation, the FBI reluctantly asks for Rachel Kral's help in finding the missing influencer. Madison seems only to exist on social media. She has no family, no friends, and other than in her posts, most people have never seen her. Who is she really? Using a fake Instagram account, Rachel Kral goes undercover to BuzzCon, a popular influencer conference where she discovers a world of fierce rivalry that may have turned lethal. When police find the body of a woman with a tattoo of a snake eating its tail, the FBI must consider a chilling possibility. Bailey has an accomplice on the outside and a dangerous obsession with influencers, including Rachel Kral herself. Suddenly, a target of a monster hiding in plain sight, Rachel is forced to confront the very real dangers that lurk in the dark corners of the internet. I will admit that I'm kind of tired of the true crime podcaster solving a mystery trope. And maybe it's because I spent almost three years working on a true crime podcast myself and I'm just over all of it. The premise of the book definitely captivated me though, so I decided to give it a try, and I'm glad I did. This is the second book focusing on Rachel Crawl, a true crime podcaster. I considered reading the first book before reading this one. I ended up not doing it, and from what I can tell, there were no spoilers from the first book in this one. It was also its own story, so you don't have to have read the first book to enjoy this one, though I do plan to go back and read it because I do really like the character of Rachel. This was a thrilling and suspenseful novel that kept me engrossed and on the edge of my seat for most of the book. What I especially liked was that I didn't spend the entire time trying to figure out who done it. The bad guy is called out from the top of the book, so we spend the entire time figuring out why and how everyone and all of the craziness is connected, which made for a very enjoyable read. The character development in Dark Corners is superb. 
Rachel Kral is a complex and compelling protagonist who is forced to confront her own fears and vulnerabilities as she delves deeper into the world of social media influencers, something she's never seen herself as despite having a world-famous podcast. I personally have never fully understood what an influencer does or why, so it was interesting to dive deep into the life of an influencer and see how cutthroat this community is. In addition to Rachel, the supporting characters in the book are also very well written and multifaceted. From the enigmatic Terrence Bailey to the ambitious Madison Logan and the super creepy Big Bad, each character has their own unique motivations and secrets that kept me guessing. Golden expertly weaves their stories together, creating a web of deception and intrigue that left my head spinning just enough to keep me engaged but not so much that I grew frustrated. I also felt that the pacing in Dark Corners was perfect. Golden knows exactly when to ratchet up the tension and when to give readers a moment to catch their breath. The short, punchy chapters kept me engaged and made it nearly impossible to put the book down. Each twist and turn in the plot had me eagerly flipping the pages. The author's writing style is another highlight of the book. I felt like I was right there with Rachel as she infiltrated the world of social media influencers. Her attention to detail and the ability to create a tense environment was very impressive. Another thing the author handles expertly is the intricate plot. There are so many crazy things going on and so many disappearances and deaths that it teetered on the verge of becoming overconvoluted. but I never found myself lost or confused and everything made sense when all was said and done. Overall, Dark Corners is an addictive and compelling read that will leave you wanting more. The twists, the turns, the masterful storytelling, and the unforgettable characters make this book a standout in the thriller genre. And whether you're a fan of true crime or just love a good mystery, this book is sure to satisfy you. I gave it four and a quarter stars on my blog and Storygraph and four stars on Goodreads. I also bought two more of this author's books after finishing this one. She's definitely earned a spot on my watch list. That's all I have for you this week. Don't forget to rate and follow on whatever podcast app you're listening on and check out the website for more information on any of the books that I cover today. And then follow me on Instagram at just read it already pod for up to date bookish news. Please join me next week when I share my thoughts on Rachel Lynn Solomon's business or pleasure, Andrew Gray's drag to the wedding, Richard Mirabella's brother and sister enter the forest and Jillian McAllister's just another missing person. I'll see you then. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.